Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Fiona Sussman is a South African-born author who now resides in New Zealand. Her latest novel is called The Doctor's Wife. Set in Auckland, New Zealand, it's a psychological thriller with plenty of fascinating twists and turns. I absolutely loved it, and Fiona joins me today to talk about the book. Fiona Sussman, so good to get you in my studio again. How are you? Oh, very well, and very glad to be back in the seat, Andrew. Thank you for having me. And we were just saying it's been two years. It was... November uh, 2020, when we're talking about Address to Greta. Where does the time go? I know, scary. Consumed by COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And as with Greta, I really love this book. I texted you after I'd read it. I read it in four hours after I got it. And uh, what an amazing book. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I have to say, when I got your text, it's those kind of texts that make an author's day. So it was pretty cool. I'm so pleased you did enjoy it. Yeah, well, I guess it's that thing, isn't it? You, it's The book has been in your head for years and you don't know how people are going to react to it ultimately do you? Absolutely it's it's very much handing over your baby and then realizing that people will do with it what they will and you know interpret it some will love it and some will not but um, so yeah texts like yours are well appreciated. (laughs) Well that's good and so what was the process like How, how long did you spend writing this one? Um, it's hard to know from woe to go, Andrew. Um, I had, I was obviously writing it whilst Address to Greta was starting to come out. So I would say it probably took me about three, three and a half years from, you know, conceiving of the idea. Yeah. It was, it was a different process to all my other novels in that being a traditional crime novel, um, there was not so much me just writing into a story. I almost had to have the whole puzzle in my mind and dismantle it from the back to the beginning so that everything would add up. Mm -hmm. So it was a slightly different process this time. And was that challenging, therefore? Yes, it was. Um, It was... It was refreshing just because it was different, but I sort of had to be very much on my game in terms of I don't tend to be a planner. I have um, a sense of the overarching story and narrative, and and then, as I say, I write into it. But this time I had to, um, you know, have alongside me time frames and, you know, Everything had to add up because it was going to, you know, almost like a mathematical equation when you're yes. writing a crime novel or who done it. So where did the story actually come from? Where, where did that, how did that inspiration for it come? I was trying to think about that the other day, um, and it's less clear to me than my other novels, but I think that a significant influence would actually be that I've always had a fear of losing my mind. I've always <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a bad memory and I think that there's just that sense of, gosh, imagine losing control over who you feel you are. And so that, I guess, was the, 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 the starting point, really. How I came to write a crime novel was, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> I've never really written... Th- thinking of the genre I've always um, the story will out and the the genre is almost placed on it afterwards by uh, the publishers and the marketers but um, when my second novel the last time we spoke when it won the Naya Marsh award for best crime novel I was gobsmacked because I had unwittingly written a crime novel I thought look there is a crime and I'm using the crime to explore um 
you know, social issues in the novel, but I hadn't thought of it as a traditional crime novel. And I was then invited to go over to bloody Scotland in Stirling. <laughs> and I l- really came to appreciate the huge breadth of of writing that falls under the genre, you know, from your cosy murder mysteries and your police mm. procedurals all the way to your um, literary crime. And I was so warmly embraced by the crime writing community that I guess I came home kind of wrapped up in that positivity. <laughs> and as I sat down to write The Doctor's Wife, I sort of realised that I had been wooed to the darkest. Uh, yeah, and it is, it is dark. Uh, um, Address to Greta was a lovely, a lovely story. Um, this was very different, and so I was quite interested to see to see the differences. What was it about the darkness that attracted you to it, perhaps? Um, I don't. I think I, I'm always interested in the human psyche, and I'm yeah. interested in the kind of societal and personal pressures that might influence someone's behaviour, and I'm kind of quite intrigued as to what things push someone into forbidden territory and outside of the law. So a crime is a a great way to, crime itself is a great way to explore that, Um, but yeah, it is. Um, they're, they're, the stakes are high. It's a slightly mm. different, you know, it's different, different way of approaching a story this time. And it's really exploring people's psychology, their motivations, the um, and the manipulations that they get into, whether or not they're the killer. There's yes. still a lot of manipulations. That's what I really enjoyed in this book. You, the, the the different characters and how they explore their needs compared to somebody else's. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was interesting because I wrote, um, it, you sort of, as the reader, you climb into each character's head mm-hmm. in the sense of it being a first person. So it was really trying to view the particular scenario from a number of different yeah. people's perspectives, which was a challenge. But, you know, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I enjoy inhabiting other characters' skins. One of the things I, I admire about your writing, and I said this to you about Address to Greta, is the way that... The characters you create feel really real. You you infuse them with life. And I was thinking, even the smaller ones, so Terence, who has a crucial but not massive role in this, but I didn't feel you just tacked him in because you needed to move the plot. He actually, you actually wrote, the, the way you wrote him, he had a backstory, he had concerns about himself and, and so on. It was beautiful, really well, well done. Thank you. Thanks. So obviously you've deliberately done that. You've created these. Yes. So just tell me about that process. What do you do when you're creating these characters, I guess? They do, you know, characters can be flat on the page. And I think that no matter how convincing a plot is, you will lose your reader along the way if they don't buy into Mm. and feel for the character. And so... I guess it is a little bit like being an actor and, you know, having a part to play. You literally have to almost inhabit their world to see what, to feel what it would be like. And so I do have quite a vivid imagination, which makes me, I guess, a warrior. I do feel the the, the, (laughs) sort of the pain of the world quite intensely because I will often feel somebody else's pain in a way. So maybe that's just what it helped. But I think you do, which is interesting, which I teach in creative writing, is that you need to know your character intimately. Mm. Um, you need to really know what their fears were as yeah. a child, what their loves are, what their insecurities are, what their whole backstory is. And that only a small 
portion of it, which we call almost the iceberg effect, may appear in the book. Yes. But what you're doing is you're writing from a position of knowing. So you're, you're navigating the world because you're so familiar with mm. who that mm-hmm. character is. So you do really need to know your character well. So they need to be real to you they as the writer. And they are. I kind of mm. wonder whether one of them may just walk <laughs> through the door right now. Do you spend time uh, writing a backstory that may not even appear in the book? But do you, do you create notes, do you, your cards or something where you flesh out what they are and then you're picking the bits that are relevant to the story to, to tell? Is, does, is that how you do it? Or Yes, it may not be as organized as that but that's certainly how it ends up so um, the characters it's quite interesting as you know and I found that particularly challenging with this story because I needed to stick in a sense to a plan or a plot but as as you become more familiar with your character and as they fill their skin they start to take over and um, so you find that if you keep pulling the story in a certain direction when the character's actually wanting to do it in another way. And um, I heard George Saunders speak, and it was so wonderful when he spoke about the magic happening on the page, that Mm. take the cue. So you write something about a character, and that almost then provides you, the author, with a cue, and you need to respond to it. And so it's it's a really interesting process, which I love. I do really love it. And exciting, too. Exciting. It's almost, yes, it's coming from you, but it's almost as though it's not, isn't it? That's (laughs) right. Exactly. Exactly. They definitely take charge. It is that, you know, you're leading from behind. Well, they're leading and you're following. Uh, in the story, do you have a particular favourite character or one that you had more sympathy for or empathy with? Um, the readers who've read the book to date, um, a lot of them love Elliot. Yes. <laughs> um, but in fact, I, I have an affection for each of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for, for all the characters, it's quite, I have to be careful in a crime novel not to give Give any spoilers (laughs) so but I think I don't have a personal favorite I actually they Mm. each I could almost see the world from each of their perspectives even in what we call even the villain as it were I'm a huge fan of um, the television adaptations of Agatha Christie oh yes and I and uh, this book reminded me of of her storytelling uh it's your book obviously is modern it's set now yes. but just the characterizations because the characters in her in her writing or certainly the tv adaptations are very strong yes and also uh yes there's a there's a violent act that somebody dies yes but you don't lay that on thick and that's what i like i i love the psychological um, unpacking of it, the who, the who done it, rather than what they did. I often think understated is better in terms of violence, and the, that why done it, the kind of psyche that goes into what's caused someone to do something. Um, I have to say, I did kill off one character, and um, then gave it to my first readers, my family, my adult kids, and my husband, and all three of them said. Um, if you don't bring that character back to life, your readers will never forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> so there were some <laughs> changes that happened along the way. That's really interesting, yes, isn't it? Yes. So, so again, without giving spoilers, um, why did you kill them off? Did you feel, was that for a shock or was it a red herring or what? I think I wanted the stakes to be high and mm-hmm. um, I wanted to, you know, for me it felt like, I didn't want it to be too tidy, but yeah. um, 
in retrospect, well, the way the story has evolved, I guess I think I'm happier with the way it's ended up. But I think that's what's so interesting about writing is that um, in many ways it is also a collaborative effort. You know, mm. you um, if you write in isolation from other people, so it's really valuable. I never let anybody see a first draft because otherwise it kind of detracts from the impetus. Yeah. But once the first work is out. If, if three people are telling you the same thing, then you have to say, aha, yeah. maybe this is, I've got this wrong. And, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because it, it is your story, but you, because it's so in your head, I guess, you de- do need an, an uh, external reference because there th- could be things that are obvious to you or not obvious to you even that other people notice. Yeah, That whole editing process as well through the publishers, Louise um, is my my editor and she does an, an awesome job and I think as you say you're so in um, invested in the story and you've been immersed in it for so long that sometimes you do not see things that stand out very obviously to other people. And so um, this could be a tricky question because I don't want to give away who the killer was. Um, did you have some empathy for them even though they're not very nice? Yes, empathy is, um, and it's an interesting word. And I think you do have to think, you have to understand why a villain feels um, justified in doing what they're doing. You have to understand why they are central to their story and why how the world appears to them. So I think empathy is possibly not the right word, but well, an understanding of the mm. process that led them to do what they did. What I thought was interesting, I've mentioned um, Agatha Christie. Of yes. course, usually it's right at the end when everyone's in the room together that yes. we find out who, yes. who, who the killer is and then the, the backstory is how, how they found that out. Uh, you um, identify the killer a little bit earlier than I would have expected. It's a little bit like watching a, a TV program and as soon as uh, the very powerful ending has come about, adverts flash up on the TV screen and you don't have a satisfying sort of period of absorbing all the information Mm. and allowing it to round off. And so I think that the the last, um, what, eighth of the novel is a little bit about that. It's kind of adding insight after the fact. Mm. And to give it early on would, of course, completely give too much information away. So the book is uh, published early October and... I'm going to be very, very cruel to you now, and I'm going to say, so what's next, madam? <laughs> and I can confidently tell you what <laughs> <Yay>. is next, <laughs> is that I have it on good authority that Detective Ramesh Bandara and Hilary Stark feel that there may be some more crimes to solve in New Zealand. Excellent. And so we may have, this might be the first in the series. Oh, wow. Well, that's yeah. really exciting, because as I say, I, I particularly love Miss Marple, and uh, and obviously um, Poirot as well from Agatha Christie. So uh, so to have those characters and just to to say so they are the the, the police people That's right. in this. Uh, and he was actually a really interesting character. I love the way that you had fleshed him out and and nice that uh, he was an Indian man. So he and Hillary, um, his sort of um, assistant detective, young constable, um, they both are earnest people they they want to do good but they each come with their own baggage and I guess that provides some of the story and there's certainly a lot of material there I feel can be expanded upon in another novel. 
That was Fiona Sussman talking about her new book, The Doctor's Wife, which is published this month. It's a great book and I highly recommend it. Now on my website you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry as well as the LGBTQ communities. All that on andrewwhiteside.com. While there you can sign up for my regular newsletters and if you want to support my journalism you can do so by buying me a coffee. Links to that are also on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon.